Welcome to The Open Bell, a podcast for trumpet players, by trumpet players, and a cornet guy. I'm your host, Bill Stoneman, and I'm joined by my good friends and fellow trumpet geeks, Joey Tartell, and the brass band bulldog himself, Brian Appleby Weinberg. This episode of The Open Bell is brought to you by the World Trumpet Federation. Look, I don't want to say you're doing it wrong, but you're kind of doing it wrong if you have not made your way over to worldtrumpetfederation.com and checked out the free offerings on display for you. Articles, how-to videos, and Joey's Almost Famous blog are all there for the taking. Make your trumpeting life better. I mean, come on, make your life better in general by going to www.worldtrumpetfederation.com. And by Tromba Mundi, Contemporary Trumpet Ensemble. If you're like me, I know you've had that moment when you're sitting at home thinking, wow, I could just stand to listen to some trumpet ensemble right about now. Well, if that's the case, then Tromba Mundi is the answer for you. Formed in 2008 for the sole purpose of illuminating the trumpet ensemble as a viable chamber music option, Tromba Mundi has redefined the genre through live performances in the U.S. and abroad, and by providing excellent recordings of established a new repertoire for trumpet ensemble. In fact, our latest CD, The Non-Articulation Agreement, which was recorded in Nashville, Tennessee, is due out any day. You can find Trombomundi on Facebook, well, most of us, the interwebs, and of course, the World Trumpet Federation homepage. Featuring new music by Eric Morales, Kevin McKee, and yours truly, be sure to check out The Non-Articulation Agreement. It's really some of our best work. The Open Bell Podcast is comprised of three segments, warming up, couple things, and no offense. We use these segments to handle, haggle, and hash out information that we believe is important to a harmonious trumpet habitat. Gentlemen, shall we? Warming up is once again brought to you by ChopSaver. Stop doing it wrong and get over to ChopSaver.com. It is one of those decisions you can make and never look back. ChopSaver is the way to go if you're a brass player. Done. Finished. You might even say getting ChopSaver is the walk-off lip care choice. Oh, Brian, wow. how's, how's it going, Brian? Oh, that's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> Although, to be fair, if you are outside and you put on some ChopSaver, you can just walk off. You, you can, can just walk, walk off. off. That's you're true. Done. It is walk-off lip, lip <laughs> Game care. Game over. Yeah. Yeah. Just like a walk-off single, right, Brian? <laughs> that, yeah, Brian. That, that hurts. Or a walk-off triple. Oh, man. <laughs> walk-off error. Oh, my gosh. See, that hits him harder than any cornet it's, joke I could have made. It is, that's yeah. hurting him. He's in pain. I'm reeling. Yeah. Good Lord. <sighs> All right. So tonight I have a, I have a question. Um, but I want to see if I can lead you guys into into my thinking. I don't so, think you teach. I don't think you yeah, can. Do it's that. not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably not going to happen. <laughs> but it's an honest, it's an honest question. So um, my question is um, not really about cornet, but roundabout about about cornet, um, and that is when you're teaching an ensemble, what is the best vehicle you can use to teach time, articulation and style wrapped up in one piece and what do you what do you guys think about how you do that that process hmm. well but you're a conductor you want to go first uh, about leading an ensemble oh. <laughs> let me get you started joey and then i'll come back and tell you how we're going to play it <laughs> there we go <laughs> well brian you know i always refer back to the the four t's so playing in tone in tune in touch and in time so the articulation and time things are kind of already joined up right but, but so just reminding folks of that, but I think the style thing is kind of wrapped up in that too. If you're, if I understand what you're asking, like so much of the style differences are kind of wrapped up in the way we articulate things. Yeah. Okay. Is, is so, there a type of piece or one particular genre of piece? Oh, that, see, that's what I that was going to help oh. you and okay. help a band really fast. And I think to be honest, it's gone out of style quite a bit, especially in state in states in, um, in high school band programs. So that's what I was going to ask you. Now, I, are you saying that I am given a piece and have to do these things, or I have a blank slate of an ensemble and I have to do these things? You have a blank slate. So um, I want to teach a band um, about really clean articulation, long and short. I want to teach a band about um, really great articulation style, like where the accents, yeah. where their so, mouth so accents. So marches. Really Program a march. Marches. Okay. Yeah. 
we are all in agreement. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's a uh, next question. Yeah, that's I you, I thought you were great. starting with you have a piece. No. And no, now you want to you have to too. do these things. And so I I wasn't it, it was it was uh how do we say this right? It was a poorly phrased question. Let me rephrase this for you. Here's I, what I you like to say. Brian, I want you to stop talking. Here's what you meant to say. <laughs> this sounds vaguely familiar. <laughs> I I go as far as to say it was poorly articulated, but that's there just me. There it is. <laughs> And no one knows better about poor articulations than, than Bill Stoneman. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm asking the question because um, our band is doing a remote recording of a contest march for the Wit Friday contest, online Wit Friday contest march or march contest, I guess. And um, so this you'll tell Bill about beforehand, but the slow melody contest no, you won't no, tell no, him anything. No, look, about. I'm st- I've gotten angry about this like eight times this week. <laughs> I've just thought about it, That's awesome. and then it just got angry. <laughs> Comes right back all over again. Yeah, I've, I've already put it, wrote it my calendar for next year, like the Excellent. deadlines and stuff. Yeah, and I don't, I can't say what piece we're we're submitting. Oh no, of course um, not, because it's, it's top all secret. high top right. secret. But it's yeah. a con- it's a contest march, which involves a DS and um, solos for the for the solo cornet, exposed stuff um, for all the um, for the corner chairs. It's really great march. It's quite demanding to do. Um, and a little bit slower than like uh, a traditional American march, so just a little bit under under that tempo. Um, and uh, the really workout in the Whit Friday contests, you would take your march with your band, and you would do it somewhere between eight and fifteen times and a night in these different towns, and you would bus around to these different towns. And each town has a different hosts a different contest and. Um, and then the bands can make lots of money, and the soloists win solo prizes. Um, but I think having a march or a march on every concert that you do can teach um, players a lot about how to play together, like really great ensemble, how mm-hmm. to play with really clean and great articulation, di- huge dynamic contrast, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I'm glad you guys agree. That's cool. Marches all the way. Huge yeah, absolutely. fan. As as an undergrad, I don't know if Eastman still does this, but back then there was there was one day a year where it was there was a, it was a march concert. It was like a Sunday afternoon. Eastman oh, wow. would ensemble get up on stage and we do a two hour concert full of marches. And so rehearsing for that, my first year, uh, we get in and the we're doubled all the way down the section. I'm like, why are there so many of us here? They said, eh, you'll see. Because <laughs> when you <laughs> do that many in a row, yes. it's like first time, second time, you know, full repeats. It's they're also really good for all the things you're talking about, but also for endurance and consistency. Because yes. marches, boy, if you're hammering, you'll be done really, really, really fast. Right. Yep. <laughs> My undergrad days was the Hippodrome March Book. Do you remember this? Holy this moly. This collection. Yeah. Haven't thought about that in years, have you? No, because but that that was ancient history when I was in school. Was That, uh, that was right well, during Reconstruction? Old, Is that yes. right? <laughs> <laughs> we would sit down and read one after the other yeah, at the beginning sure. of rehearsal, you know. Yeah, that's where I first encountered. I think Washington Grays is in that collection. You know, that tricky trio that's used on all the auditions and stuff, sight reading and stuff. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, marches all the way, Brian. Well done. Yeah, totally. Hey, while we're there, what's your favorite march? My favorite march? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Ravenswood? (laughs) Take it that's not Sousa. (laughs) It's not Sousa. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) Joey, what's your favorite march? Wow, I don't know if I have a good answer to that. Um, I I know this might be cheesy, but is the Washington Post just? To, am I allowed to say that? No, it's charming. That. I like it. Yeah. yeah, I'm always torn. I got I got two two favorites: the Gallant Seventh, yeah, and Easter Monday on the White House lawn. Mm. Isn't like that it. adorable? Oh, it's great. It's a great. You know, Easter's on a Sunday, right? But Monday is included in the holiday. I don't think so. Too bad once, you don't know anyone he, who works at a Catholic school that could straighten out on these things. <laughs> I'm just trying to help you out so you don't get in trouble at home. <laughs> it's Easter. It's Easter Sunday. It is, but there is an yeah. Easter Monday, I and there's a, in that's fact there's a, a there's an egg roll at the White House every year on Easter Monday, and that's what this march was written for. Wow, you're welcome. Yeah. That's why we're here, really, on the open <laughs> bell. <laughs> Share insightful tidbits. Uh, Joey, what do you have for us? I have this. Uh, I'm always looking. Um, I'm always looking for things to play and things that I can con- sort of conceive of as six trumpet pieces. Like I hear things and go, I, I could do that with just trumpets, right? <laughs> and <laughs> a lot of times, I think I'm always looking for something new. But what I heard last week, and we talked a little about this off the air, 
I was driving in and uh, I, have, I have Sirius XM in my car and I like the Sinatra channel among a lot of others. And there was a Sammy Davis Jr. tune starting on I've Got You Under My Skin. So it okay. starts mm-hmm. and it's, you know, it's old. Like this was probably recorded before I was born. And I listened to it thought, oh, I got to was 25. There it is. Exactly. But so I, I think a lot of times when we're looking for new stuff, we're looking for what's been written right now. And I like a lot of absolutely brand new stuff. I had a student bring in a concerto this week that I've never worked on before. It's written within the past five years. I'm like, yeah, let's go. Let's dive in. Let's get going. So I don't think you have to pick one or the other. And I think a lot of times people, they, they get wrapped up in one era. And I want to caution that and say, you get to like what you like. There's there's so much out there. And there's so much out there in the past that just gets buried. Like I, what I was astounded by hearing this Sammy Davis Jr. Uh, version of uh, I've Got You Under My Skin is how have I never heard this before was when I walked away from it. I've listened to a lot of Sammy Davis Jr. I've listened to a lot of, you know, Rat Pack stuff. And there this is that I've never heard it. So, you know. So it's great, but that doesn't mean that new stuff isn't great or that old stuff is the only good stuff. It's we get so wrapped up in eras that uh, mm-hmm. I want to. I want you to really. I want to get the message out there. One, you get to like what you like, and two, there's always more stuff out of whatever you already like. There, so you got to get out and go digging. So when can we expect to hear this new arrangement for six trumpets? I need some time. We're at the end of the school year, and stuff's getting pretty busy. So mm-hmm. uh, I've been. I still have. In sketch form, when I got the the crazy uh, flugelhorn and what was the uh, trombonium, I was gonna I was gonna write the right. Chuck Mangione thing. I've got a sketch of that that I still haven't finished, and then this is uh, I've already got the the score sketched and the opening vamp written out of this. So uh, we've got a couple weeks of school left, and then I'm gonna have a little bit more time on my hands. And uh, before the end of May, you should be able to hear these. Do you expect oh, that great. anybody else would be able to perform these? Sure, groups could perform them. I mean, I, I mean, <laughs> I'm too, right. I'm playing I'm playing all six parts myself, which I know might be a little odd, but that's all we got right now. It's very odd. Um, but I so how I many people on the planet can do that? I I don't I don't know. Play all six how many parts. people want to? I guess is really a better question. He's <laughs> trying to lead people. Well, yeah. this is insightful because I thought that the way you picked the charts that you wrote was like you would listen to it and go, "Can I get a double C in there?" <laughs> not every uh, chart has double c's no i know i'm just busting your chops some of them are just up to b flats right <laughs> <laughs> no i did do a frank sinatra thing that uh there's no high notes in that at all mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. yeah but yeah you know get out there and find some some new stuff whether it was written 100 years ago or last week is what i'm telling you yeah good bill what do you got for us tonight i got a rant Oh, Ooh, all right. All right, back, back up. Rant. Back Good up. Fashion What's rant. got you going? What's got me going? It's recital season, okay? It so is recital season. we got recitals season. going on. And Normally we do that recitals. doesn't make you angry. Well, it's not the recital part that's making me angry. <laughs> it's the fact that I'm screaming at the screen for, you know, live stream things. Or I happen to be in one of the only people in the room. Here's, my, here's the message, okay? Don't coordinate the bow. This is my message. The player walks out. Pianist walks out, player looks at pianist, pianist looks at player. They look at each other, they stare at each other, they coordinate. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Meanwhile, applause has stopped. Are we good? We're good. You ready? Good. Now we bow to silence <laughs> because the applause just took so long to do it that the applause is over. So wouldn't that mean you want them to coordinate the bow but to do it earlier? No. Here's what I want. I want you to hurry up and get out there. Pianist will catch up. I want you to get there, exhale. That gives the pianist time to catch up. Now I want you to... Just bend at the waist. Don't look at the audience. It's creepy. I want you to look oh, at your shoes. Oh, yeah, the bow making eye contact? Yeah. It's weird. Not okay. I'm it's, with you on a, that. It's a sign Not okay. that you don't trust anyone, including them, even though they showed up to watch you. Yeah. Listen to you Breaking the third wall or something. Right. It's something. Fourth wall. Fourth wall, Brian. Yeah. Are you in up. some sort of pyramid I mean, or something? Brian. Yes. I'm in two dimensions. <laughs> Only living in two dimensions. <laughs> I'm flat. Now, look at your shoes. Stand up. Do your thing. When it's over... Take a second to make eye contact with the piano as if to say, thank you, with the pianist. Then turn to face the audience, smile, nod. This gives the pianist time to stand up. You don't need to look at the pianist before it's time to bow. You bow. See, the pianist can see you and their pros. So they're going to bow at the same time you do. Don't take a bow and then gesture to the pianist as if they're oh. second. Yeah, I right? don't like oh, that. Thank that you for me. me. Oh, and by the way, 
look how nice this person was to show up. No, yeah. no, no, no. This was a collaboration. You're a duo. You don't need to look at them, right? Don't coordinate it. Just bow. They'll bow when they're supposed to. Then you walk off stage first. Look, this part bothers me too. If it's a lady, I would rather that she walked off stage first, but you're the soloist. So just go. Get off stage. No, the gender doesn't matter. Done no, and done. The gender has nothing to do with it. Uh, well, I'm the solo the soloist walks off, walks off on first, and no off stage first. But I'm saying when That's it. end of story. I'm just saying personally it does bother me. It shouldn't. Well, it does. It bothers no. me too. Yeah. It shouldn't. I mean, it shouldn't I do bother it. either of you. I go first, but I'm just yeah. saying. No. So, but what I just want to avoid the whole audience is only going to clap for so long. Right? Get yeah. out there. It's not about the bow. Get the bow done. Play the piece. Okay. That's that's I feel good. Now. It's a, it's a good rant. I hope you feel better. I, I have been I've been to two recitals uh this semester where I am the only person in the room. Right. And I told the students both times, I will be applauding. This is still going to be a real thing. Yeah. And part it might the... might seem awkward and seem weird, but I'm doing it. It's part of the process. Yeah. But uh, you're right, it is part of that process. But how long are you willing to sit there and clap while you watch this display? Not long. When to if we're Not gonna rant, long. If we're going to rant about, uh, uh, this isn't so much a recital problem. Can I, can I just <laughs> add on to your rant a little oh, bit here? Oh, please. Yes. As we return to live performances, which I'm hoping are, is, is sooner Soon. rather than later. Yeah. All good. Can we save the standing ovation for truly exceptional performances? Oh, yeah, can we go well. there? I think I know why you're bringing this up. You view the standing ovation the same way you view social hugging. Yes, I do. Not everyone deserves to get the hug, but the hug has become ubiquitous. Well, I don't want the hug ever. I know you don't, but <laughs> yeah. I'm saying. That's why we force it. I went from my closest <laughs> friends to now. Yes, we do. <laughs> the arms you guys, open. You yeah. guys are terrible people. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the standing O has become, it's just a thing now. It happens way too much. Yeah. The standing yeah. ovation should be truly, wow, this was exceptional. I'm standing up for this. Yeah. So you're lobbying for a post-pandemic standing ovation reset. Yes. I would like it reset to truly wow. exceptional. That's exactly what I want to see. Can we start that? You Can we start the, that? You want the PPSOR. Yeah, that's exactly what I want. Wow. Yes. This I'm is in. good. Definitely. Yeah. I'd vote for this. All right, we need to get this out there. I vote for this. Mostly Spread the I word. Have, everyone listening now, second. I want I you thinking about it. I think of when get... you're, if everyone starts, sta if people start standing up, think, really? Was that truly exceptional? Yeah. Right. Not did I enjoy it, not do I like these people, not was it good. Was no, it's it not about that. truly exceptional? Truly exceptional. That's the question I want you asking yourself. Yeah. I want to reserve the need to jump up quickly after sitting that long for when it's really needed. You know what I'm saying? Other than that, I want to take my time. I don't want to pull anything. <laughs> that was the oldest man <laughs> comment you're ever going to have. That's all I got. That's, That's all right. I got. <laughs> yeah. All right. So good rant, right? I mean, that yes. was well placed. Uh, yep. Yes. Come on. It's true. It's part of the show. It's, yes. You, well, you have to. This is the other part. Your recital is a concert. Yes. Do you need to look at it as a concert and think of the professionalism involved from beginning to end? Absolutely right. Get out I'm there. Get you. her done. Outstanding. Yeah. I right, well, listen. I know you guys were expecting the open bell mailbag tonight, but I was okay. But remember last week when I suggested to Karen that she might leave some of the chop saver samples for some of the other staff. Mm -hmm. Well, it did not land well, apparently. No. So the result is no mailbag tonight. She says she sent the email to me and that it must be, and I quote, an Outlook problem on your end. And what I'm saying is, I don't think I'm the one with an Outlook problem. Yeah, it sounds like your Outlook is not good. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> At any rate, the obstacle is the way. And as a result, we have a new game. <laughs> oh, my God. We have a new game to play tonight. Are you guys ready for the first ever Open Bell Spelling Bee? <laughs> no. No, I, ready. here are the rules. Joey, get your horn. They're, they're rules? <laughs> no. <laughs> they're always rules. <laughs> there can't be rules. Phil doesn't know what rules are. <laughs> oh, they're more like guidelines. Yeah. Joey, get your horn. Loose okay, guidelines. now. <laughs> oh, right. man. Now, Brian, I know we've talked about doing a spelling bee before, and you're not on board with this, but 
but I think is that you're afraid of Joey's orthographic prowess or or his penchant for logography. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> At any rate, somebody somebody, somebody, somebody bought a dictionary. <laughs> the stars is so right there. Uh, nonetheless, we're going to play, and I'm going to take it easy on you this first round. Wait, right? are there? You said there were rules. You haven't well, given us these any are the rules. rules. I'm, I'm there right now. Here's the way it's going to work. I'll say the word. And then I will use the word in a sentence to provide context, because that seems to be important to Brian to have context. I will hold. I might even hold up pictures. Then I will repeat the word again at the end of the sentence. As the participant, you will say the word, spell the word, and then say the word again at the end, like a real spelling uh, bee. Is this back and forth? <clears throat> I don't know. Because yeah, it, you I, know what? Like who's who's answering? Brian, why don't you take the first one? Great. Okay, so it's back Great. and forth. So like let's go back bee. and forth. Like okay. a spelling bee. Oh all right, this here's is gonna this is gonna be a train wreck. <laughs> no, this is gonna be great. You guys are gonna be all. I took it easy oh, on you. This I don't think get, so. It doesn't matter. That you took it easy on me. Yeah, I took it easy on you and you Jeopardy a couple times too, and that didn't work out so well. <laughs> no. All right, first word. No are you ready? Hope. Snippet. No, I'm kidding. I just wanted to say <laughs> it again. Okay, here we go. Embouchure. Brian's embouchure is becoming more stable thanks to Jason Sullivan. Embouchure. You have to say the you word. Have to say the word. You're okay. ready to spell it. Embouchure. There we go. E M B U S H E R. Wow. Embouchure. Wow, that was amazing. I almost fell out of my chair. <laughs> that was the best thing I've ever heard. That's but I that is the common spelling yeah. in the States. Would you like the American <laughs> That's spelling? That's the British spelling. That's the British spelling. Okay, I you know what? I love the way this is gonna go. This is the way we're gonna do this. Brian, you're gonna spell everything and then Joey's gonna correct you. <laughs> no, I love I like this idea. Just like our text messages. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Now, I thought you would get embouchure right because there's there's apparently an extra U in there. It's E-M-B-O-U-C-H-U-R-E. -E. Yes. Right. Embouchure. Yes. Right. Right. Now, but you can see the value in this game, right? Because we're having a good time learning words that everyone misspells. <laughs> oh, right? boy. If you, read, if you read Trumpet websites, embouchure, um, you are correct. Or yeah. is at the text. top of the list. Right. Right. Okay, cool. Are we ready for the second one? That wasn't I, C? Yes. Uh, come on, be nice to you guys. <laughs> Schlossberg. If Max Schlossberg were alive today, he would look at Scott Belk's book and say, I knew this would happen. <laughs> Schlossberg. Joey, you're up. Oh, I'm up. Schlossberg. Capital S. C-H-L-O-S-S-B-E-R-G. B-U-R-G. Come on. Schlossberg. <laughs> wow. I liked it better when Brian was spelling first. <laughs> you, you were, were going to try and get me on the capitalization because it's a proper no, name. No, right? I wasn't actually. No. <laughs> you should. No. It has to be capital. It's a proper name. You're doing this wrong. <laughs> oh, this is awesome. You're out this. of order. This whole game's yeah. out of order. <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Round three. Joey, get your horn. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brian, are you ready? This I'm was, ready. This is for you. I'm glad it worked out yeah. this way, actually. Stradivarius. In an attempt to sound as important as violins the same of the same name, marketing genius Vincent Bach named his trumpet a Stradivarius. He's a very religious man. Allegedly. <laughs> Stradivarius. Stradivarius. V-I-O-L-I. <laughs> Stradivarius. Okay, all the points are going to Joey. I'm okay with that part. Right. All right, Joey, give it to us. Uh, so this is generally capitalized as well, but uh, S-T-R-A-D-I-V-A-R-I-U-S, Stradivarius. Well done. I'm imagining you guys you in get middle get school right now standing up with like numbers hanging around your neck. Brian is sweating. <laughs> I'm sitting down already. <laughs> Brian's out. I'm out. His country parents have left. Country of origin. <laughs> Doing any other questions you can ask. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can I hear it in a different sentence? <laughs> Can I hear it in a better sentence? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next next word. Compression. Oh, wow. Today I googled you're doing it wrong and the word compression popped up. <laughs> compression. Is this, is this to me or to this Brian? Is to you. That's to you. This is your oh, word. Wow, that's really good. So C O M. Oh, compression. Mm -hmm. C O M. P-R-E-S-S-I-O-N, compression. Right. You put the press in compression. Absolutely. You That's can't fantastic. use compression without pressing. Without pressing. 
That's not the way I spell it. No. How would you spell that, Brian? D R period. <laughs> Capital S C O T. Did you give Scott two T's? It's S C O T T. Okay. Yes, I did give him two T's. Uh, Just making sure. Okay. All right, Brian, this is to you. Are you okay. ready? Yes, I'm ready. Penzarella. In addition to being a world class second trumpet player, Vincent Penzarella wow. is also known for being a world class pedagogue. Penzarella. Oh, my God. Penzarella. He's not even going to try. P E N Z U R E L L A. Penzarella. Uh, Joey. Okay, there's so many problems there. Uh, he he couldn't put any U's in embouchure, which there are two, two. and then puts one in Penzarella where there are zero. Well, now he's afraid of the U. Yes, he's afraid of the U. <coughs> so, but Penzarella again. That'd be capitalized mm -hmm. P E N Z A R E L L A. There, there we go. Got it. Oh, well done. Yeah. Right. Terrific. A wow. word, a name, and a word that deserves to be spelled correctly. Yes. Yes. I think we can agree. Yes, we should be spelling Penzarella correctly. Great. All right, Joey. Back to you. Constellation. Oh, the spelling the, is the same whether we're talking about the stars in the sky or the or now the vintage product of the Con Company. Yes. Constellation. That's a that's a, a C O N S T E L L A T I O N constellation. Beautiful. Or as Brian would spell it, <laughs> S T A R. Okay. <laughs> S. S T A R S. Constellation. <laughs> oh, the of con course. constellation. Those things were mm. tanks. The trumpet yes. spelling. You don't need a case if you had that horn. <laughs> You just throw it in your trunk and drive. Everything was fine. <laughs> totally fine. Can we uh, be done now? No, there's. we have one more. Actually, and it's, and actually it's to two. You, we have one more, and then we have, like any good spelling bee, we have the daily double, in a, which happens in at a, the end. A double of spelling? It's a daily double. Yeah. You have to spell it twice? It's, well, you'll see. It is the daily Are double. Are there points involved in this How game? does that work? How is there a work? card? Do you have a card or something? All right. That's more funny than you know. It's very inside <laughs> baseball. It's... <laughs> Not for long. It's okay. We'll walk off daily double. <laughs> <laughs> I will shoot you where you sit. <laughs> okay. Are we ready? Uh, I'm ready. Oh, no, this, this goes to Brian. This is to Brian. Yeah. This is perfect. This, this goes to Brian. All right, Brian, oh here you go. God. Alan Vizzuti. <laughs> Known for his freakish double Gs, Alan Vizzuti also has double Ls and double Zs. But it's the vowels that tend to literally get folks into trouble. Alan Vizzuti. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. I love this. <laughs> All right. It's of both both names, huh? Yes. Yes, people uh, do screw up both of his names yes, regularly. Yes, both do. names are here. Um so I I believe uh, Alan Vizzuti, uh, capital A L L A N space. Capital V I Z Z U T T I. Is it Ian? Alan Vizzuti. It's Ian. It's E N. E N. It is E N. Sorry. Capital A L L E N and then yep. capital V I Z Z U T T I. Yeah, you I did, did get the, the U thing. right in this. I appreciate that. Yeah, that was <laughs> shocking, actually. Yes, E N. Sorry, Alan. Good. See, we're just trying to help. Yeah. Good. All right, time for the daily double. And Joey, this is to you. Uh oh. Chickowitz. You know him, you love him. <laughs> oh he bestowed gosh. upon the world the concept of the flow study, and oh yeah, he played in the Chicago Symphony too. Vincent <laughs> Chickowitz. Do you want you want Vincent as well? Vincent is uh, no. We just so need Ch Chickowitz. This is massacred so many places. Yes. So let's be. just let me just spell it for you first. So it's Chickowitz, capital C I C H O W I C Z. So that's Chickowitz, right? Now, yeah. why I know it starts with a ch it's it sounds like it could be C H I C, it's not C I C H. Just get it right now. C I C H O That's W I C Z Chickowitz, or Sitchowixy, <laughs> if you really want to make sure you get it right next time. You want to be phonetic about it. <clears throat> That's pretty good, Bill. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Bill. I've got one for you then. Oh, okay, cool. So here we go. Severinsen. We, uh, Bill, Doc Severinsen has been playing trumpet 
even longer than you've been alive. Wow, that's Doc a good sentence. Severinsen. Capital D-O-C. That's space. correct. Capital S-E-V-E-R-I-N-S-E-N. Well done. Good for Doc you. That's another Severinsen. one that gets massacred an Bravo. awful lot. Thank we you. should yeah. know these names. These are, these are important names in trumpet. And you know what? Here's something that'll help. Doc Severinsen and Alan Vizzuti are, there's a great connection there, right? That mean, Alan played for Doc when, when Alan was just a kid, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of E's. Alan Vizzuti, E-N. Mm-hmm. Doc Severinsen, E-N. I like there it. There you go. There you go. Helping That's everyone. good. Brian, that'll Helping help everyone. you a lot. Brian, yes. B-R-Y-A-N, Brian. Yeah, for somebody whose name is spelled, <laughs> I it still says if it's if it's with an I, it still says Brian. What if it were B R I E N? Oh come on, doesn't that bugs you? <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't bother me. It bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I've seen him correct people we barely know. <laughs> That's right on the spelling of my name. Yes, That's on the spelling correct. of your name. Yeah. They should or spell the, your name correctly. Or the spelling of any thing, yeah. actually. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like well, I would cons- we get. I would consider the first open open bell spelling bee a complete success. <laughs> Obviously. For Joey. <laughs> Bill, you did rather well yourself. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, no points. Joey got 90 of the 100 points. I'll take 10 for Severance and Brian. You're right out. <laughs> <laughs> it's and I'm out. Right out. <laughs> out. <laughs> and now I'm out. Oh, man. All right. Time for a couple of things. Sometimes things happen. The human body often has to deal with things like overuse, injury, or other obstacles. How we respond to those things can have a significant impact on our present situation as well as our longevity on the instrument. So let's talk about playing with pain. Well, let's talk about that. Let me start with the shortest um, answer I can give of what what should I do if I find myself playing in pain. And let me just make very clear about this. Stop. All right. Stop playing. That's all the time we have today. <laughs> Quick show. <laughs> can can I just clarify like which what kind of pain are we talking well, about? And and, well, and that uh, is important. Yeah, I think that we're gonna important. get into that because we, we could assume face chops, but there's a lot of stuff. Right. Right? We can which we can kind of unpack a little bit, but Sure. We should clarify that. Yeah, I, I think there there are obviously different levels of pain. Um, but, uh, I mean, the first thing you should do, if you're playing and something you feel something that you think is in any way playing related, yeah, stop playing and try to figure out what that is. Now, if it's just a, you set bad and, you know, I've got facial hair and I caught, I caught some mustache hair and pulled and that was what that was, that's not a big deal. If there's a cut on the inside of your lip that is suddenly getting bigger, guess what? Might be time for a day off. Those are mm. very different levels. There are other things that trumpet players always run into. Trumpet players run into hernias more than just the average people walking around. Mm. So if you're feeling a little weird down below and going, huh, well, what is kind of kind of wrap myself up in knots a little bit? You find yourself kind of doing all these crazy crossing your legs and twisting around just to be able to play. Stop. You know, there mm. there are those different levels of just Oh, that was odd, and no, that's pain, right? Yeah, so there, absolutely. And there are, I mean, you try to categorize this. I mean, there are over, there's pain that comes about through overuse, but then there's also trauma too, right? Yeah. Like you could, maybe maybe you did bump your chops and you didn't realize it, or maybe you did, you opened a locker door and hit yourself in the face. I mean, these, all of them, these things take time. You cannot force your way through these things. Take time to get through. So, so what do you do if you're experiencing, say, say some hand pain? Um, so do you take time off with your hands? Do you, is it, can it be carpal tunnel related? Can it be tendonitis? Um, can it be related to how somebody holds the instrument? Um, weight distribution, I think, is important with how people hold the instrument. Um, I see a lot of people with um, sort of very angled wrists, mm-hmm. so that turned at a very strange angle. And I'm, besides the fact that I think that, you know, sh- is tension in their hand, and that's going to come out in their playing in some way. Um, the balance of the weight and how you hold your hands—that's that's kind of important. And um, uh, and I and I th- I would I think it's important for people to be aware of that. Um, 
people get carpal tunnel, like so the older older we get, the more susceptible we are that to that in our right hands. Mm-hmm. Right? So that that can be an issue. Um that's a you know, firing speed issue, right? For for lots of people. Um so some overuse injuries. Um I've even heard of people getting um pain in their right elbow. Um from from uh, mm-hmm. from playing, so there's like a tennis elbow type of type of thing down in the elbow, um, and that I think is, you know, rest and um, contrast, so heat and cold and ibuprofen and things. Um, but if it can persist, you need to get that you need to get that checked out by a professional, right? Well, that's the next place I'm going because the the reason you stop is to assess, right? And if it's something mm-hmm. that's not a big deal and something that I, okay. I can take care of that either just through regular trumpet playing. But if it's more serious than that, you need to get to a doctor, right? Because it's not just right elbow. It's also left shoulder. Holding the horn up can do this for a lot of people. I Mm -hmm. know some trombone players and some trumpet players that have dealt with some some serious shoulder, especially left shoulder issues, especially if you're carrying some extra tension there. But, yeah, this is where you need to go see a professional and say, hey, is it carpal tunnel? Let's find out. Mm-hmm. You know, because we are not, well, I am not a doctor. You guys are, but I don't see you guys using your prescription pads all that often. No, they've got <laughs> they've got tests for that stuff, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> for carpal tunnel. Right, but that's ex- that. you should be going to see medical professionals. I cannot yeah. tell you how many times people have said to me, uh, all right, hey, Joey, you know, you're a trumpet teacher. You can help with this. So what do I do about this? And they ask me something, and I will say, oh, that's easy. That's a medical question. You follow your doctor's advice for that. And when, you're, when, when you are completely cleared by your doctor, then let's come back. And the trumpet will wait. The trumpet mm-hmm. will be waiting for you when you come back, whether, you know, it could be, you know, surgery. You know, I had a, I had a student, and this is a, a terrible story, but a, a, several years ago, uh, fell off his motorcycle, wasn't wearing a helmet. And so his mother calls, and, and I said, let me know what I can do. She was driving in. She got a call. And so she the next day I could go visit him, and I went to the hospital. I walked into his room, and the whole left side of his face was, in, it was really bad. Uh, and, of course, I walked in and said, wow, you know, you look terrible. And he said, don't make me laugh. You know, and he <laughs> said, yeah, the doctor says it's going to be a couple of weeks. And I, and I just started laughing at that point because this was maybe the second or third week of the semester. And I said, there is no way you're playing within, within six or eight weeks. There's no way. I'll be fine for my jury. You know, and so I said, I, I said, the best thing to do is to take the semester off. And there are ways to do medical leaves and, you know, you don't end up paying and you can just, and I said, go home and don't touch a trumpet until you're back in my office. Yeah. And just take the time and heal because this was a medical issue. This wasn't a trumpet issue. So right. if you get yourself into that kind of where it's actual, a medical issue, you know, you've got carpal tunnel, you've got tennis elbow, you know, you've got something, you've got a, a serious uh, injury then you need to fix the injury first, then come back to the trumpet. Yeah, I had a, had a student some years ago with an elbow injury that was just making her, like, uh, cry to practice, yeah. you know. Yeah. So stop immediately, go to the doctor, figure out what's going on. The doctor's like, look, this is going to require surgery, okay? <sighs> so now you're, she's a couple weeks out from the senior recital, right? Like, this is all just collapsed. Yeah. And the doctor says, I mean, honestly, you can't do any damage here. Like, like, you know, if you can take it, go for it. Yeah. Here are some meds, whatever. But at that point, at least, I felt like we were cleared by that medical professional to move forward. And it wasn't a face thing. You know, it was a, it's an arm thing. We knew there was surgery down the road. So she powered through and got the thing done. But, man, brutal. Because every time she went to play, it was it painful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, it's not okay. To practice. The, of course, the best way... To, to do this is a, to avoid injury altogether, right? And there are a lot of ways, and we've talked about some of those things. But to, to say things will happen. Absolutely, yeah. Things are yeah. going to happen. Um, and I think maybe one of the great takeaways is that we learn, if you're willing to kind of dig in, see someone about it, figure out exactly what it was and how it happened, you can avoid it happening again, right? Yes. Like I, I, I've had the shoulder and neck stuff happen. Um, I blame the conducting. Really, I do. Um, so do we. So do we. <laughs> on everything. Um, but that did have an impact on, on you know, holding up the horn and doing all that. So there are ways that I've learned to, you know, to strengthen and get around that so I don't repeat the injury. Again. Which is a- another reason to make sure you're addressing these things earlier rather than later. Mm. Like if you're, if you're noticing these sorts of things, if you're in school, talk to your teacher. You know, if you're not, you know, say, hey, I'm wondering, is this a problem? 
Right. You know, and hopefully, you know, you have teachers that are looking out for you that will say, hmm, I'm glad you told me. Let's get that checked out. Or, well, here's what I noticed. Try this, try this, try this. Right. If you wait until it's a large problem, it can be harder to fix. Yeah. yeah. Um, I remember a few years back, I had an issue where I thought my bottom teeth had moved enough that I was starting to get, like, it was like cutting a little bit. So, Ooh. In, so he just went in and kind of polished it a little bit. And then everything was fine. <laughs> oh, that makes me mm -hmm. so nervous. <laughs> yeah, uh, but but it all worked out. But again, I I didn't wait. Like right away, I was like, wait, a minute, this isn't something's wrong. Something's in the wrong place. And mm -hmm. so went ahead and and addressed it. And of course, it was it was fixed instantly. It's not always that easy, of course. Um, and no, but generally speaking, pain is your body's way of telling you something's wrong. So you you need to address what that listen. is. Yeah, you got to listen to yeah, it. Yeah, not not just cover it up, but go at, go after right. it rather than how do I get around it? And boy, way too often people are thinking, well, I'll just you know, I'll just get around. It. I'll be okay. I'll be okay. I'll be okay until, well, now you're just done. Now you have to stop, right. and that happens. Yeah, you you're probably not going to play through it, yeah. play through the pain. <laughs> right? That's a terrible, it's a terrible idea. idea. <laughs> um, and if there is, especially if there's some kind of swelling or a cut or something, you've got to let that heal. Because then ultimately what happens is you start to make adjustments and accommodations for that current situation, and then you screw up a whole bunch of other things. Yep. You've got to rest. So let me let me direct us this way then. So let's say that there a situation does come up, and um, you do have to rest. There's a period of time, right? Mm -hmm. Let's talk about some ways of advancing, continuing growth, away from the horn hmm. well musically you can do an awful lot of growth mm. away from the horn absolutely you know? but trumpet wise you know i you know how i feel about these sorts of things this may be the only place and the only time where i'm going to say this is where gadgets can come in handy mm -hmm. because oh, if you yeah. can't play then there are some things to at least kind of keep you with that feeling and keep that sort of sensation and keep those sort of physical skills at least going where i'm generally thinking if you want to play the trumpet practice the trumpet but if you right. can't practice the trumpet then maybe you want to find something else from the physical side that can help there are some things right. that can do that but from the musical side i mean oh my gosh there's tremendous amounts you can do i mean this is where i think transcribing is a great way to go mm. right what and it doesn't yep. have to be you know, often transcribing gets looked at as well these are jazz solos doesn't have to be you right. can say, all right, well, listen, I'm going to find my favorite Maurice Andre solo. Start with the Baroque here. They're fairly melodic and easy, and they're all scalar. Mm -hmm. And sit down at a piano and go, all right, well, it's probably in D major. Well, let's go. <laughs> and, you know, mm -hmm. listen, to, listen to it until you can sing it. And then sit down and try and figure it out. I love this idea, like these things that the intellectual part of the game, right? Mm -hmm. You can read. You can study. You can... No offense, Brian, mark your parts. You know, you could you could mark your score. You could really go in and do some study. Your bad um, use of time. <laughs> a lot of singing. Uh, I'm, years ago, uh, my friend Dane here was working with the Mechanicsburg kids. Um, we did this marching band. We would want to give them reps off the horn, you know, on super long days. So he would just say air and valves, right? So they're just essentially playing wind patterns, mm -hmm. right, and still moving their fingers. I mean, depending on the in injury, you could still do that. You could right. solfege and, and, and move fingers and, and do those kind of things just to stay engaged with the music that you're working on. But the musical growth, if you think, okay, I practice an hour a day. Let's just, you know, you're a high school or a college student and you're doing an hour or two hours a day. Say, okay, you don't get that time to then just go sit in front of a TV and be miserable because you're not playing and you're hurt <laughs> mm -hmm. and everything sucks. You know, you think, okay, what do I do with that time now? Boy, imagine the amount of music you can learn, get in your ears by listening to that, mm -hmm. listening to that kind of stuff with the score in front of you and going yeah, right at it from the, so by the time you go, you're able to pick the horn back up, you already know how all this music goes. Right. So, you know, we, we've kind of talked about it openly here on the show a little bit. Brian and I both have had cycling accidents within the last year or so and had to deal with that. Joey, have you ever had a physical like injury, face, or anything you've had to deal with? I've been really lucky. I mean, the only thing I can I can really think about, it wasn't really an injury, is I, when I was 18, I had my wisdom teeth out, which was then, mm. you know, a swell. Uh, my, my face was all swollen. And, you know, that was like taking a, a several weeks off. And I've been through that with a lot of students. But uh, I've How been How long did you take very, off? Uh, it was close to a month. 
Um, wow. I had all four, and well, they were all impacted because essentially my dentist, if I remember this correctly, and I would bet corrections will be coming uh, from uh, <laughs> our Southwest office, uh, was that uh, I went to go see my dentist my senior year of high school who said, hey, listen, it's time to get these out. And I was getting close to college auditions and went, why don't we just wait till after college auditions and get yeah. through the school year? And he says, okay, it might hurt a little bit here and there. And so they were kind of, they were coming. Uh, so I went through my college auditions and waited till just right at the end of the school year. And then all four of them came out and I was very, very swollen. Uh, and so it was like waiting. And I've been through this with an awful lot of students. The rules are very simple for me on these. Uh, uh, swelling is completely gone. All discoloration gone. Stitches completely dissolved before you ever consider taking the horn, getting the horn back up. Yeah. But uh, other than that, I've been very, I've been very lucky. I've been very fortunate <coughs> that uh, I haven't run into any any injuries that forced me into any kind of time off like this. Yeah, my mine of course was the cycling thing, but I had the wisdom teeth was about three weeks for me as well, almost mm-hmm. a month. Yeah, yeah, same thing. I don't have any wisdom teeth. There's it, just well, so many things to say to that. I'm a I'm a higher form, as you already know. <laughs> so you're 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 saying that uh, the. The British tea thing is true. <laughs> you just wow. You, they just don't even grow in your head. There, there are no no roots for them. Yeah, nothing. Well, it does affirm your lack of spelling ability. <laughs> <laughs> kind of makes sense wow. of that. Right? Totally makes sense. <laughs> um, and and then in far as far as students, like, have you have you had to deal with a lot of this over the years? And maybe what was the worst case that you've had to deal with in terms of an injury? Well, the worst case was that motorcycle accident that I told you about. And I've been through a a lot when I taught little kids. Braces, I look at it this way. Mm. Because braces going on is a severe adjustment, and braces coming Mm. off is almost the same adjustment. I've been through that a lot. You know, it's kind of like a month on either side of kind of getting used to, and there are ways to get used to these things. And underplaying rather than overplaying you're going to play five minutes. It's going to feel terrible, and it's going to hurt, and it's going to sound terrible. Then you stop, right? And, you know, and then on the way back, you know, you take them off, and you're going to think, oh, everything's great now. Everything's going to feel like there's it has no place to go, and everything's a little slimy, and it just moves all over the place. Play about ten minutes. You're going to be really frustrated and put it away. And within a month, you're going to be better than ever, and everything's going to feel great on both ends. Right. But uh, you know, I don't think it happens uh, with my uh, in my. Uh, experience. I haven't had this happen all the time or a lot, but it does happen regularly. People just get injured. It just happens. Yeah. Uh, or, or, or they have something where there's a dental thing or something mm-hmm. that comes up that just indicates you should be away from it for a little bit. Right. And, and I know I've already used my rant today, so I'm not going to go in on the whole orthodontics thing. Oh, we're going to come back around to that. Brian, you, were, you said you were about yeah, to start something. Brian, go ahead. Yeah, so I, I have a former student. Uh, he was a high school student of mine, and uh, he went to Eastman. And after Eastman, he came here for, I think, a semester of a, of a master's degree, um, but didn't really enjoy being a master's student. And um, and went into the, um, got into a Marine band, one of the Marine bands in New Orleans. And he was an excellent player. Um, and he was doing, I think when he reported to me, he was doing five or six shows a day pretty regularly. Um, and as a quintet and as a soloist um, and in a small ensemble, um, playing nonstop. Um, and he uh, tore his lip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he tore the muscles. Um, and he felt it happen, um, and he asked for time off, and they wouldn't give it to him. Oh. And so he kept playing. Um and of course, it just got worse and worse, and just things stopped, just stopped working. Um, and um, so he was a candidate for one of those surgeries. It was a guy up in Toronto, right? I don't yeah. remember his. Mm. his I wish name. I could remember the name. I'm terrible with names, but yeah. But I don't think he's working anymore. Like no. I, I think he retired, and mm. I'm not sure who's doing that anymore. Um, yeah. There's got to be somebody doing the, that. There that is surgery. One of my colleagues here had went through some serious stuff uh, years ago here, one of our horn teachers, and he's very connected in this in this network. So we have students that are maybe in that position. We go to him first because he's been through it and he knows the people. Yeah. So right. so that would be a thing to do. Like get if you if you or your students are having problems, you've got to get in touch with somebody who's in that world um, and has uh, a connection to somebody who does that who can do that evaluation and that surgery. Um, But this student essentially um, 
paid for a degree at Eastman and is has not been able to play in I think it's probably going on oh, man. maybe eight mm. years or something. Wow. Um, it lot. just has never been able to come back. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, it's a it's a shame he, he practiced. He didn't do, he was one of those, you know, guys who put it up and it worked. And um, so when things didn't work, sort of forced a little and didn't warm up really, didn't warm down really, like didn't take care of the face in a way that... Um, but I, I'm not sure that anybody in that situation just playing that much and that hard. I mean, that's just asking for for trouble. Um, if you have any sort of foibles in your in your in your setup, mm. if you have a super efficient, even if you, even if you don't, I mean, there's yeah. the, you know, put, putting metal to face. Eventually, you know, you got to take that down. Yeah, so right. it, it's a real sh- it's a real shame. And I, I did have a student um, recently who um, who actually was I was asking them to play doing some crescendos um, because they. Pretty, it was pretty small sound that they were making. I was asking them to do some crescendos and um, ask, you know, put a little pressure on them to play louder. And they actually felt like there was some sort of twinge. Mm. And I was like, okay, so you need to stop. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and we're not going to do that anymore. Um, and so then it's a long time before, um, you know, take some rest, you know, a week off and, and just test it. And eventually the twinge went away and it was fine. Um, and then they started dealing with, you know, getting some strength. But, uh, you know, sort of a slower additive process um and i think it's it's really important to pay you know you said pain is your body saying something's wrong and you really need to pay attention to that um these muscles in our face are very small and very delicate and if you feel some pain like if it's like a a pin or a knife or that kind of pain sharp pain um that's a signal stop playing immediately Mm -hmm. um and you need to be very careful about about that process, um, and otherwise you can actually do some some lifelong damage. I had a friend who um, did nerve damage. Um, he played quite low; his embouchure was quite quite low, probably past the past the crease, the rim past the crease into the lip, um, and he did n- he got nerve damage, um, and he had to take a year off, and he redid his embouchure, and he came back, and he was never the same. Wow. Um, you know, so you you have to be careful. At the same time, you can't. If you really want to excel at the instrument, it's hard to be careful. You really have to kind of <laughs> go for well, it. But being being careful in in the physical approach, being sound, not yeah. be careful in musical uh, in a musical right. way, or or putting the horn up and then just letting it go. As long as you're setting yourself up for success, because this is what Bill's talking about. There are ways to avoid this. Yeah. So you know, you don't want to be. You don't want to be playing scared. That's not going to do you any good either. Exactly. Right, right. No, but there is a happy ending to my my uh, my student's story. He took the semester off. He came back in January. We started essentially from scratch, and he was in the middle of his degree. But when he graduated, uh, he ended up going to Queens College, a master's, and he's in, in New York that's playing, doing all kinds of good stuff. That's wow, great. That's, that's yeah. fabulous. One of, the, one of the guys that went through this thing to, to an extreme degree um, is Denver Dill. Oh, yes, right. you guys that's know right. Denver's story. Yeah. Who, yeah. you know, he had an injury as a as a kid, and as a result, played way off to the side, and still played. I mean, he was an incredible, is an incredible trumpet player. Yeah, like playing Peter Maxwell Davies, like at NTC, and just killing it. Um, but then eventually, you know, um, spent his career essentially at West Point playing, and ultimately had the surgery to right. correct the orbicularis and to and to move everything over and play in the center and was very public about it. Actually, Joey, you're going to hate this part of the story, but I don't know if you know this or not. Stayed awake to watch during the surgery. Nope. No, no, <laughs> no. Sorry. Uh, but uh, that's right <laughs> out. <laughs> but uh, he this, did. The concept of that is making me a little woozy. Uh, of course it is. <laughs> we know your background with that. Whoa. Um, did he smell yeah. the cauterization when it was Stop happening? Stop talking wow, right now. Brian. You know what will happen. <laughs> 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 wow! Down goes Tartel. Down goes Tartel. Yeah. So, but uh, he was very public about it and published with photos and talked about all the stuff. So, um, if you're if you're interested in looking at that or have some real concerns and wanted some real research on someone that went through it, Denver Dill 
um, is a, is someone who did that. So uh, this is important stuff. I mean, it's an important message because eventually, you're as a teacher or a player, you might encounter this, and it's important to be thinking about it. So. And as long as we're here before yeah. we leave, you yeah. mentioned the orthodontia uh, problem yes. before. You want to you want to go in there now? I don't know, man. Like, here's the part about it that drives me crazy: is the message that is given to families and to students. See, now I'm ranting about that. It's going to be okay. Take a couple of days. You'll be fine. Here's some wax. It's gonna be fine. It's not. No. It's not gonna be fine. No, they don't. Change know. Instead of handing you wax and a pamphlet they should hand you a baritone or a piano right <laughs> go do uh, something I, else i think that might be extreme <laughs> maybe a little but i'm trying to prove a point go yeah. with me at any rate this is uh, you're gonna love this had a, a sort of a distant family member once who's in that industry saying to me at a family gathering uh, oh, yeah, these kids will do fine with it. No worries, you know, because it had come up about, oh, you're a trumpet player, you know, oh, well, braces or whatever. And I was like, yeah, that's you're, you're lying to people. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, it'll be really fine, trying to tell me that it's going to be okay. Um, and I've, I've helped a bunch of students through it and only have had a couple who really continue to excel and get better with all that going on, whether it's the braces, the, the bumpers, or the wax. I had yeah. a student that used to use uh, Teflon tape plumber's tape oh yeah sure you know anything to create a little bit smoother surface and to kind of link things together there but Take i think off the edge yeah but i think joe your your point is is really important here that there's an adjustment going in but also an adjustment going out because i've heard Absolutely. students too like oh my concert's thursday night and i'm getting my braces off thursday morning it's gonna be great and i'm like no show no. <laughs> don't do that no <laughs> yeah don't do it I don't know. Do you have thoughts on this? I mean, we're here. Braces are a way to injure your career. So there are lots of successful trumpet players that have had braces as kids. Mm -hmm. uh, but it, it is important to know going in. I, I thought when I was teaching uh, little kids up in Lafayette that some orthodontist just had my student list. I had five <laughs> students one year get braces within a month of each other. Wow. And I thought, come on. So oh, I got man. really good at this transition, both in and out. The idea of, listen, it's 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 gonna feel terrible. It's gonna hurt. There might even be a little bit of blood. Then we're just gonna put it away and it'll be okay. But if, uh, it would always seemed to be about a month on both ends before it kind of solidified into here's where right. we are now. Yeah, yeah. man, yeah. how paranoid do you have to be to think that a doctor would try to get to you by going through somebody else? <laughs> Oh, 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 this, person, this person That's is after beautiful. me by oh going by attacking my <laughs> list of students. That is some paranoia. <laughs> wow. Wow, that's spectacular. <laughs> You're so proud of yourself, Bill. I really am. <laughs> that was genius. Oh, everybody's lost. Oh, that's fantastic. <sighs> At wow. any rate. That's beautiful. Well it, done. Important stuff to talk about, yeah? Yeah. Definitely. Let's move on to no offense. Well, we can put a bow on this one nicely by saying, you're doing it wrong if you're trying to play through the pain and ignoring your body. Look, don't take any chances. At the first sign of trouble, talk about it. Talk to your teacher. Ask for help. Get it checked. And above all, rest. Right. There, yeah. And this is this is the vital part of this sort of thing. It's so easy in the moment to think, but I'm going to be behind if I stop. But boy, the big picture is taking that time now is going to save you time later. So if you're thinking, but I need to, but I need to, but I need to, but I need to. No, just take that break now. Fix it now. Fixing the earlier you fix it, the more time you save. Yes. You're not trying to just burn the burn the carbon out of the carburetor by running the car fast. Right? <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to sweat it out. Come on. <laughs> Be smart. Yeah. Because yeah. what might seem like a lot of time in the beginning to rest is still going to be way shorter than if you do real damage. Exactly. You know, so that's it. Well, listen, that should about do it for today. We've come to the end of yet another episode. Thanks for joining us on The Open Bell. Stay tuned, tell your friends, and always check your spelling. So long for now. Remember to keep an open <laughs> mind, but more importantly, or have an Joey open check bell. It. Or have Joey check it. <laughs>